Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you and about you. Those of you that work so hard for your money and you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom, cash flow and prosperity today, not 30 or 40 bazillion years from now, but right now, so you can live that life that you love, doing what you love with those that you love. But most importantly, guys, it's, about, it's not just about being rich, but by enriching people's lives as a rippler, you're able to create more, greater impact in the lives of others and bless more lives. And that is exactly why we're here today. That's exactly why I'm so grateful I can create a ripple effect for you. Again, thank you guys for tuning in, binging, sharing, and doing everything that you guys do. Hey, as a reminder, be sure, if you haven't done so already, go to our Facebook page where they have the Money Ripplers Facebook page, right? So you consider yourself as someone who's a rippler, someone who wants to create something greater in the world and not just be a rich jerk, but you actually want to be somebody awesome. Go and join our group, join in the chats, join in the conversation that we're having there. It's a lot of fun. So go check that out. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and, and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cashflow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without, again, needing a ton of money, check it out, simplepassivecashflow.com or look up Simple Passive Cashflow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. All right, guys. So, uh, you know, I get a lot of questions from you, from my own clients. Um, a lot of times people are like, okay, Chris, here it comes. You know, it's always the same kind of question of, all right, should I be setting up an LLC? You know, and if I do for my passive properties, my rentals, how many and all this kind of stuff, or what about syndications? Do I set up LLCs or whatever for that? And how does this all work? You know, and, and especially because we talk about passive investing so often that that question comes up a lot, right? Uh, so your wish is our command. Um, I'm bringing on a special guest, Seth Bradley. Um, he's actually a real estate entrepreneur and an expert at creating passive income while all, as, as a highly paid professional. So basically like a lot of you guys, right? Um, he's closed billions of dollars of real estate transactions as a real estate attorney, investor, and broker. He's a managing partner of Law Capital Partners, private equity firm focused on multifamily and opportunistic acquisitions. Um, he's a former big law attorney and is now the managing partner of his own firm, Bradley Law Limited, uh, helping his clients with their real estate and asset protection needs. Uh, he's also the host of the Passive Income Attorney Podcast that he had me on as well, um, educating attorneys and other professionals on how to stop trading their time for money so they can practice when they want to, not because they have to. Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? It's like we're, it's like, we're like two brothers in these different worlds, isn't it, Seth? Uh, that's right, Chris. Thanks so much for having me on the show, man. Yeah, we, we speak the same language, put out the same message. It's pretty crazy. When I had you on, on my show, I was like, oh, this guy is awesome. Um, <laughs> it's like we're, we're brothers from another mother. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, give us a little bit more on your backstory. 
Sure, man. So I, I grew up in a, in a blue collar family and I, I, and learned how to, it's a double-edged sword growing up mm -hmm. in a family like that, right? My, my dad's a retired coal miner. My mom's a retired school teacher. So blue collar background. And, you know, that instills in you the, how do it shows you how to work hard. You, you learn how, what, what it takes for a day's work, how to trade time for money um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, provide for your family, um, which is great to a certain extent, but then you have to get over that, that mindset, right? You've got to have that shift where, how can I create passive income instead of it all just being trading your time for money? Um, yeah. So it, it's been a mindset shift to try to get over. And, I, you know, I, I went down the path of, uh, I went to med school first for a little while and hated that because I thought <laughs> being a doctor would have been the best uh, trading your time for money type of job that I could get. Um, mm -hmm. And then I pivoted to law school thinking being a lawyer is the next best trading your time for money type of job you can get. Um, so it's, it's been a, an interesting pathway to, you know, finding my way into entrepreneurship, real estate investing and, and small business. It's amazing you got out of college at all with those kind of focuses, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, I went to school for 11 years, 11 years. Of college. Oh, man. <laughs> that's like that's like doubling your elementary and high school years that's it's just horrible crazy. it's crazy to think about man and when i have kids i'm gonna be like you don't you don't need to go to college you need to make your own decisions <laughs> if you want to be an entrepreneur or start a business or be a real estate investor you don't you don't need to go to college for all that and that's coming from a guy that went to school for 11 years <laughs> exactly that was like my experience i was the first one in my family to go to college and then after a while you know, I tell my kids, I'm like, you can go to college if you want to, especially if it's like being a doctor, right? You need to have right. some training and schooling, but man, if you don't have to go, don't go. <laughs> it's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. You don't need it anymore. You've got YouTube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could be the expert of anything because of YouTube, right? Here we are. <laughs> cool. But well, let's, let's kind of dive in a little bit. I mean, obviously, so you, you went more the, the law route slash investor entrepreneur route, which is kind of cool. You got that. You've kind of seen this whole big picture, right? Um, and a lot of our, our, our people here, I mean, there are some active investors, right? But there's a lot of passive investors. And, uh, and so some will buy rentals. And then, you know, so let's start there, like with rentals. Um, there's always this debate, right? Between attorneys, which is, hey, do you buy, you know, do you get that, like that series LLC that you set up? You basically have like a, pro a property per LLC and you got like 5 billion, you know, little, you know, corporations with that. Um, or, you know, are you just be able to combine a certain number of properties per LLC? What's your take on that? Yeah. And I, I've got to just say that I, I am an attorney, but I'm, I'm not your attorney. So mm -hmm. this is not legal advice, but, you know, kind of is. So, uh, you know, with respect to like your rental properties, man, you, you can ask 10 different attorneys, you're going to get 10 different answers, right? Yeah. Um, it, it really, it really does just, does just depend, which, which is a terrible answer. It depends <laughs> on, but it really depends on your risk tolerance, right? Like mm. if you only have one rental property and that's all you have, maybe maybe not even having an LLC makes a lot of sense. Um, mm -hmm. Especially maybe if you're in California where you have to pay a franchise tax that's $800 a year, every single year. Maybe it doesn't make sense. Now, as an attorney, I would say that it does because you wanna protect yourself from liability on that property, you slip and fall and you get sued or a tenant mm -hmm. falls out a window or something like that, so you're protected. Um, but it, it really just depends on your risk tolerance. Um, if you have a lot of properties, you definitely need to have probably more than one LLC because you want to protect one property from the next property. Because if yeah. you have one property in an LLC and another property in another LLC, you, you kind of protect one property from the other and also protect it from yourself. So it, it really depends on your risk tolerance. It depends on 
the amount of equity that you have in your portfolio, yeah. having, you know, having five $25,000 houses in Cleveland, maybe you put those all into one entity because the mm -hmm. total amount is still fairly low compared to one $1 million house in California or something like that. Yeah. So it's not necessarily the number of properties, but the amount of equity that you have in those properties. Well, that's what I was going to bring up too, is that equity thing, right? Because because um, if you're buying with leverage, you know, if you're buying with mortgages and you're not really planning to try to pay it down, you know, you might be able to put multiple properties in LLC, right? That's right. That's right. Exactly. Unless, like you said, you're buying this million dollar multifamily or, you know, fourplex, eightplex, whatever it is, you know, then obviously that might be its own own thing. Yeah. Whenever you, you go to, you know, the commercial route or the larger properties, it, mm -hmm. it's best to have that in its own separate LLC. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yep. Now, what about on this side? Because this is the one that I get a lot of different answers on too, which is, you know, when you, you're looking to invest in like an apartment or self-storage syndication, or you're looking to, you know, and in, invest in even like, uh, you know, active management or things like that, um, or oil, right. And, and, you know, again, syndication type stuff. Um, mm -hmm. what do you, what's your take on that? Like, is it worth putting into an LLC or not? Yeah, possibly. So let, let's kind of talk about the risks of investing passively. We're not talking about the active side. We're talking about investing passively as a limited partner or, yeah. um, you know, a passive investor versus a GP or something, right. General exactly. partner. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and your biggest risk should be just losing your money. I mean, that, that's a big risk. You don't want to lose your money. You don't want to lose your investment, but that should be the biggest risk that you put yourself in. So you as a passive investor, you know, to prevent that, you can do your part, you can get educated, ask questions, doing your due diligence, all that type of stuff, knowing the sponsor of the market, the deal, all that stuff. We all know that. I'm sure you've talked about that in your show before, mm -hmm. but second, this part, and, and this is the part where you know, we'll dive into whether or not you should create an entity to invest into a real estate syndication. And let's first start talking about the big risk here. And, and that's losing your passive investor protection. Um, now, as a truly passive investor, if the syndication is structured correctly, mm -hmm. you as the passive investor should have zero, none, no liability other than that invested capital itself. Meaning, <clears throat> meaning you don't have to worry about you know, someone slipping and falling on the property and then suing you individually. You don't have to worry about a tenant yeah. falling over a broken rail and suing you because you negligently failed to repair the rail. And mm -hmm. that protection is huge. That's the big thing from a, a lawyer's perspective. One of the hugest, like most, the biggest example, the, the biggest uh, thing that, that you should consider when investing passively versus actively. It's a major, major advantage. Um, because as they say, anyone who is in real estate for a long enough time, it, they eventually get sued. And we're talking yeah. about from the active side though. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately we're just in a litigious country and you know, I love this country, but that, not that particular attribute. So, mm -hmm. so should you invest um, as an LLC in a passive syndication? Well, it depends, of course. And, but there really is only marginal risk involved for the reasons previously stated. Um, whether you invest as an entity like an LLC or invest individually, you won't incur any liability risk generated from the property itself, like mm -hmm. the slip and fall case that we've mentioned before. But you may need to protect yourself from yourself. And what does that mean? Well, let's say you, you get drunk and you get in your car and you get in a car crash and you hurt somebody and they mm -hmm. sue you as an individual. Right. Because you've invested as an individual um, in one of these syndications, they might be able to take the distributions from that syndication investment. So that's the risk of you need to protect yourself from yourself. 
Now, is it a remote risk to a certain extent, but you can see where that risk lies, right? Yeah. So instead, let's consider it if you invested as an entity, um, they might not be able to reach those distributions. In some states, there are these things called charging orders. And what that is, it's a lien that's placed on distributions from a business. That business that we're talking about now would be an LLC that you use to invest in a syndication. So mm -hmm. some states could force you to close your business and pay off that charging order, but other states don't. And they allow mm -hmm. for charging order protection. You're probably aware of some of those states like uh, Delaware, Nevada, yep. and, and Wyoming. Those are the states that give you that protection meaning the person who won the suit could only reach money that has been distributed to you as an individual from your business. But since you're probably the only person in that LLC, guess what you do? You, you don't take a distribution. You, you, you don't take that money out. So therefore they can't reach it. Gotcha. Now I know you're not an accountant, of course, but sometimes they'll argue saying, well, there could be some tax advantages, right? But I mean, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'll, you know, the more just generally, the more businesses that you start, mm -hmm. the more you can move things around, right? The more expenses that you can occur that you can charge from your business, whether if you're using it for, you know, using a car for a business or you're going to, to visit the property and you, you uh, the travel expenses, things like that, you can start finding ways to find tax advantages in those. So yes, I mean, that's another positive to having an LLC that you might be investing passively with. Yeah, I can see that happening. Like if you're investing in a particular project, you're like, hey, I want to go travel out in that area and go see it. Okay, great. Now right. we can write off all the travel costs and the food and the lodging and everything else that goes with it, right? Exactly. And forming one of these LLCs, it's not that hard, right? Especially no. in Wyoming. I mean, you can literally get on their Secretary of State website and form it in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not that hard to do. Um, you just have to make sure you keep your ducks in a row and, and make sure you um, do everything the right way and have keep all your documents and, and just do everything the right way, but it's not, not very hard to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Keep a separate bank account, all that type of stuff. So it's not that hard to do. So at the end of the day, depending on where you're at, again, there's complications when you live in California, like I do, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't hurt to do it. Yeah, that's great. All right, so Seth, along those same lines, um, so you said you could just go on the, the state site, you know, register like in Wyoming or whatever. Um, at what point do you think you should have an attorney? Because I know I'm, I'm worried, you know, like you said, protecting you from yourself. I'm worried I'm going to screw something up just setting up that corporation, right? Or not do it quite right. So I always just hire an attorney. What are your thoughts on that? Right. You know, it, it doesn't hurt to always get an attorney involved, um, especially mm -hmm. if you're going to, if you're a passive investor, you're like, okay, I'm going to invest in a bunch of these syndications. I just need to get it set up right one time and we're yeah. good to go. It doesn't hurt to pay a few hundred bucks to an attorney to do it for you. Um, if you do it on the secretary of state or just find somebody online to do it, where it's just kind of like an automatic registration, you're going to get this terrible template document for your operating agreement. That's not going to be ideal. Um, some attorneys will tell you it won't hold up in court. Mm -hmm. Some people won't. I mean, it really just depends. Um, but most of those are probably going to be pretty good to go because it's just a simple one person, single member LLC. So th they're pretty simple. Now, if you have more than one person involved, if you um, you know, invest uh, with a with a business partner, definitely get an attorney involved. Even if it's your best friend, you want to have everything laid out in front of you if something does go sour. Or even your spouse, right? Or even your spouse. If, if there's more than one person involved, it, it always complicates things a little bit. Mm. Yeah, good point. I love that. Yeah. Well, Seth, tell us more about just what your business and what you're doing right now. Yeah. 
Um, well, uh, in commercial real estate, I say that generally just because we're, you know, we started out in multifamily, uh, taking down larger properties, 100, 200 unit multifamily uh, proper commercial properties. But now we're kind of venturing into other opportunities like the RV park space because mm. multifamily is just so competitive and so yeah. compressed nowadays. Now, whether you're on the active on the active side where you're fighting for deals um, or whether you're on the passive side where, you know, your projected returns are just getting smaller and smaller. It's just getting, it's just getting crazy out there in multifamily. So we're looking at other things like RV parks where the spreads are, are much higher and we we're still pretty bullish on, on where those types of assets are going. That's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, you get people that talk about trailer parks, but you don't get a lot of people talking about RV parks as often, do you? Right. Yeah. And it's a, it's kind of a higher barrier of entry for mm -hmm. active investors into the RV park space because that knowledge really isn't out there. Like if you, if you Google uh, how to invest in an RV park, you're not going to get a lot, or if you do get something, it's going to, you're going to get a lot of mobile home related things. Yeah. And it's not, it's totally separate. I mean, sometimes you'll get a mobile home park with some RV lots on it, but we're talking about RV parks specifically where you've got 100, 200 RV lots and that's its primary purpose. Yeah. Very interesting. I would think that's actually even kind of on the rise a little bit lately because when 2020 hit, everybody was like buying those RVs like crazy. Uh, I was right. even looking into it and I was like, okay, I gotta wait for the rush to go away because it's it was appreciating so fast, right? Yeah. And it's hard to even find like the the vans. Like if you want an adventure van, they're on back order. Uh -huh. um, those sprinter vans, whenever they build them out, those things are going for like $150,000, $200,000. It's insane, <laughs> man. It sure is. So and I imagine you probably even have like passive opportunities from some of those deals too, right? Yeah, that's right. We, we syndicate those deals. Uh, we keep those uh, on the smaller side between two and $6 million is kind of our sweet spot right now. Okay. Um, if we can take them down with a couple of JV partners, um, we'll do that. But if it needs to, if it's on, on the larger side, the four to $6 million range, we'll, we'll syndicate it and bring in passive investors. Awesome. Now, do you yeah. still practice too? Do you still do law stuff? Um, no, I, I, I do legal work, but it's really just for my own deals and for my mm -hmm. own teams. I'm not actually at a, at a big law firm anymore. Gotcha. So for our listeners here, don't reach out to Seth, say, Hey, will you set up LLCs <laughs> for me? Right. <laughs> That's right. I, I, you know, I, I get those requests all the time and I, I used to do them and now I'm just like, it's just a, it's a time suck and an energy suck and it keeps your, my focus away from what, what I need to be doing. So yeah, I kind of stopped doing all that. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. But obviously you're syndicating now, so you've got some deals and things like that. So, so if yeah. people want to follow you or learn more about what you have to offer, what would they do? Yeah. Check out the podcast. You can find it at passiveincomeattorney.com. It's a great way to kind of get into my funnels, get into my, my emails so you can uh, reach out and get, uh, get exposure to our, our investment deals as they, as they come out. And I'm all over social media. So you can find me on just about every platform. Except Perfect. For TikTok. <laughs> Not <laughs> That's yet. Right. TikTok, Instagram, all of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, Seth, I really appreciate your time and very generous and, and very knowledgeable. I mean, really appreciate you addressing a lot of these commonly asked questions. So uh, again, appreciate your time and, and everybody else go check out Seth. We'll put his me you know, social media handles in there as well as his podcast. So you can check that out. But guys, remember, it's not just about hearing what you hear on this stuff and say, oh, that's a nice idea, but it's actually doing something with it. So again, if you feel inspired, like we need to act, do it. Like right after you hear this, act, start moving forward. Even if it's just, I need to send an email and get the ball rolling, get it going because that is when real results start showing up in your life. So guys, make it a wonderful and prosperous week and we'll see you later.
Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.